So hi, when we can always podcast, I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Ryland from Origami Angel. And we're asking some questions say about their new mixtape, The Brightest Days. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response oh. to it so far? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, I'm very, very excited that it's finally out. Uh, something that we've been really proud of working on for the last year and change. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just delighted that anyone enjoys it, you know? Hell yeah. It, it yeah. bangs, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you thank you. It. And I, I think you guys went about the right way naming it a mixtape because, like, I thought you guys were just like trying to be quirky and different, but after <laughs> listening to it, it makes 100, uh, it makes total sense Aww. as to why you named it. Like, thank you. Called it that. You I know? appreciate that. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's, it's kind of like, like it, it felt like there's part of me that's like, is it a cop out? Because to me, it's like, okay, these songs, obviously, they fit as a collection, but they don't, have as much of a cohesive like song to song thing like sonically as our other records have this one does it more in just terms of like thematically and like where it all is and it kind of feels like almost like a playlist that got thrown together you know like something that um like a friend would make for you like like a 20 minute playlist just go outside and have a walk with but mixed by the same performers so like if there's part of me is like i hope it's not like that because it's not it's not really a full length you know it's like 22 Mm -hmm. minutes eight songs but it's also not really an ep like yeah (laughs) i don't know what to call it but i'm glad that um i'm glad you you find it authentic yeah and it (laughs) it feels like since gami gang you guys have kind of just been doing whatever the fuck you want i mean you had the the two eps that were just kind of whatever and now you're just like 22 minutes of songs that like fit together but really don't um yeah do want to touch on the eps really quickly because we didn't get to talk sure. about them and yeah. just kind of chat about the idea behind those yeah um yeah i guess uh, it's 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 weird i haven't had much time to to think about them since they've come out since like from the moment that they came out um we immediately toured like the next week and then um came back for a second but that's some crazy life stuff's going on and then we're right back out the door right after that for another headliner and it was like oh i kind of forget that they are just this part of this discography that came out it's like less than a year ago um yeah the idea was just at one point we're talking about like all the extremities that we did on gami gang um and just how of, of it being a double lp and just like how many different things we tried to pull into our sound and kind of combine with our sound and then i guess for me it sort of started as like experimentation of just like, what if there isn't anything being pulled into what I thought of as like our sound. And it's like, what if we just stretch what that means? You know, mm-hmm. like what if we just have it? And th- so what's, what's really interesting is um, two of those songs on the acoustic EP on return um, are like really old. Like they, from like when I was like a senior in high school. Um, and I, I like started writing a lot of the music that would end up, becoming and like turning into gami songs later around that time but those are two that we like never really touched ever but i was like oh it's still like pretty decent it's but they felt so different from where we were at that moment that i kind of just had this moment to be like okay we can for sure like utilize these in a different way than we would have back then and how we would right now and just like make it its own little project and i don't know i've always wanted to do something like soft like that but there was just the thing it's like we don't really want to be like a soft band, you know, like we yeah, want to have yeah. dynamic. We want to do all this stuff. And then I guess we just thought it would be really interesting to do three really, really heavy metal core songs too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and 
so that that kind of just was a more of like a fun like spur of the moment like there was no like big picture type thing it was just like oh yeah that would be nice to couple it with and then it just felt like something that we would do you know <laughs> like yeah. okay to to drop two eps like right next to each other and i was like oh yeah it's kind of like we stumbled into it but it ended up being really fun makes sense hell right. yeah fucking love it uh so oh, is you. there any meaning behind the mixtape title or cover art the cover art um or the title so yeah there's 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 bits of meaning for sure um this is like a strange record in terms of the name for me where it's like usually i would think of a project name before writing it right like that was summer city that was um gen 3 well gen 3 kind of is different doing the most was like that i would always like have this thing as like a a fixation as a writer to be like oh this is going to fit into this and this aesthetic and i would try to craft all these songs around it but this one was kind of just like i i was writing a like a bunch of weird stuff like like i was in this this bag for and we can get into that later like inspirations and stuff but i wrote the first song which is the title track like second it was the second song that we that i came up with it just picked up um one of an old ukulele that i had like when i was in this phase in high school i was I was like, all right, I'll pick it back up for a second. Start playing it. I was like, okay, that could be a track. We'll just do it like that and then do it heavy. And it was a very stream of consciousness song. And I was like, if this is going to be the first song, and it, that it says the brightest days. And I was like, in the, the sentence, it sounds so much different than how it does as a title. And I really liked that kind of dichotomy there, I guess, or the duality of like, it feels different depending on where it is. And mm. <laughs> I guess what I was trying to paint in my head like when I started getting the collections of the songs, it's like, I want it to be portrayed as this super like beautiful, like sunny feeling. And then underneath it is kind of like where it gets flipped on its head and gets a little, even like darker than we've ever gone. So like, um, I, I, I guess it was just like, it just made sense. So there, it wasn't a huge, like, of course it's gotta be this. It just like made sense at that time. <laughs> but the thing that as soon as we had the title was always in my head was I really, really just wanted it to be folded and origami. Um, the, the letters, um, there was different versions that went through my brain, but it ended up to this one point where I was like, I think like, I don't know. I just like have this time and this like idea of like what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just needed to do it myself. Like I, I needed to fold the origami myself and it was crazy. We, um, we set it up so that it's like, it was, I wonder if I still have, no, I don't have, I don't have it around here. Um, for a long time in my house where, where it was, it was just like on this cardboard thing and I had the letters on top of it and there was fishing wire like gone through it. And it's like three feet of string from this cardboard thing. And then we drove out, me and my partner drove out on um, like in February, We could, the only sunny day that we could find about two hours to this beach. We wanted to keep the East coast beach theme. Uh, Rehoboth beach is in Delaware about two hours from us and it was so crazy because it was so windy but it was like the only sunny day it was like the only day that we could make it look like it was actually sort of like summery mm -hmm. um and it was still like a little gray it's <laughs> but kind of fit the album i guess uh we we had to like take like so many videos of it i mean like standing on this um on this bench right on the boardwalk and we tried a bunch of other things but it just made sense to do it across the beach and over the fence over the dunes or whatever um and like we had this broomstick like duct tapes to it and I was like holding it over top and we'd like take a video and like see if we could freeze the frame to where it like felt good so we did that for like two hours when, when we could and the sun started going over like 
I guess we'll go home and like see if we got something and we just like went through and then we found the right frame to to work on it so in a weird way the cover art like has a little bit more meaning to me than the um than the name of the album itself you know but it was it was a fun experience for sure <laughs> that's definitely an experience i never would have thought that you fucking you did that like by hand not like it's not edited like at all nah no edits <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> that's yeah, just, fucking that's insane the, that's just a picture yeah um <laughs> it it really had to be that way too like i i really couldn't envision it in any other way um if it like even though like i could for sure we could have right like we for sure could have just like done it on front of a, like a green screen or a white background and then like put it on the thing but like something about like the nature affecting it like the wind and it's kind of like jumbled and stuff like that like that was so like part of it to me like I, I really wanted it to feel like it was this like still life almost you know just like taken right out of a, a, a setting and we don't like we've got it's, it's like a different type of record cover. Like we've, we've done a lot of like pictures of stuff and like pictures of like my parents' house with me on a bike on it, an EP. And then like, obviously what RB did with summer city and it's very edited, but this one, I just wanted to feel like it was straight up just like a picture on someone's phone from a vacation, mm-hmm. but yeah. like with this thing just floating in it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> yes, For absolutely. Sure. But that's fucking, that's incredible. That is, yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this record? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a little bit embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I was just talking about someone about this recently. Um, this record came right after, like, I figured out, like, for my whole life, I went without caving in, without giving. But it's right when I figured out that I actually low-key fucked with Weezer. Um, <laughs> you know i'm going to see them next week actually yeah that's that's me, bad me too me nice. too I, i'm seeing them on friday because of like i always like my whole life like i was like ah, oh, i'm not i'm not into it. i just don't get it i don't get it. and honestly i was valid for that like i didn't get it but so i distinctly remember early like pandemic may like 2020 may 2020 mm-hmm. i was like just chilling one night like it was like I like 2 a.m. about the shower. And I was like, matter of fact, I saw someone tweeting about something I had to do with Weezer because I think they had some shit upcoming yeah. um, that got delayed. And I was like, let me, let me like just go through this discography real quick. And I went to this, you know, on the Spotify thing, scrolling down to the White Album, which mm-hmm. I'd heard people talk about, but I never really listened to ever. Like I never really liked anything that I heard from the old stuff. So I never thought I liked the new shit. I was like, you know what? Let me try this. So I, I'm listening on my phone, like right before that broken phone speaker right before I'm about to go like take a shower. I'm just chilling with that towel in my hand and some shorts on. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I, I like this intro. I like this track one. Actually, this is kind of a banger. Okay, this third chorus is kind of sick. Those in the second song, I'm like, wait, this is kind of sicker. Those in this third song, and I'm like, all right, this is weird. But then it comes back, gets me the fourth song. Mm-hmm. Best thing I've heard in my life. Fifth song, best thing I heard in my life. And I'm like, yo, I might fucking love this. Like this might be my thing. So I listened to this whole thing through on my phone speaker i'm like damn all right fuck it one more time listen to the whole thing through again just like so I'm up until like five o'clock in the morning i'm like yo i think i like this band now. <laughs> and this is probably like the first couple weeks of may and then i was like i love it i get into the lore so they wrote that album as like this very like west coast summery beachy theme and like the the album is them on a beach and it's all like whited out and white sand and stuff like that um, so much like little surf stuff. There's like these beach boys things. And I was like, that's so cool. 
Um, it's just like what you know as this like West Coast summery anthem thing that you hear as like a radio rock song every year, but mm -hmm. they did it with their own little flavor. And then I guess like probably like late one night around that time, I was just like, what if like we tried to do that for like a thing, but mm -hmm. like did it like East Coast though? You know, I'm like, what if we did like mm -hmm. the, the things that you don't hear as much on the this like grandiose version of like um on the radio like the radio summer songs like what if you what if it was like actually kind of shitty though you know like <laughs> <laughs> what if that was like the lifestyle what if the lifestyle wasn't palm trees what if it was swamp you know mm. um so i don't know and, and once i had that, i was like that's kind of that kind of feels like something we would do you know mm -hmm. uh and i started writing some songs i was like okay i know i want to be surfy first song um i started writing around is like so this is like pure isolation too at the time right so mm -hmm. like I'm not really jamming with Pat. I'm not really doing anything other than like vibing. And also I had, this is also on the tail end slash right during I had some crazy like medical shit going on. Um, so it was like super nerve wracking. I was like actually not very mobile. So I was kind of just in my bedroom back when I lived with my parents because I was back with them for, for, for the early parts of COVID. Um, and I was just in that bedroom, not really moving like at all. Every day I kind of just vibe, went up. 2 2 p.m. got coffee and some toast and went back to fucking like I was I was very going through it physically. I won't get yeah. into it, it's a little crazy, but uh it was it was wild. Um <laughs> so all I could do was just like pick up this guitar and sit down and like riff on shit and listen to the white album. So I was just doing that for like two weeks and I got I initially hit this flow where it was like, all right, I'll come up with this riff, I'll write like the ideas of this riff and like fake demo it out, like no vocals and stuff. And I'll listen to it for a day and I'll like kind of get a thing done. And then the next day and when I wake up, I'll actually demo it out and do some like vocals to it. And then right after that, I'll finish that process and then be like, okay, what's next? Start one at the night, kind of fake it out. And then the next day come and try to fit it, finish that one up. And I had this like flow for like a week or it's like, finish one, start one, finish one, start one, all the way stacking up. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, kind of cool. I was like, oh, it actually might be too many songs. Like, I don't know if we can do like a 15 <laughs> songs of this. Um, but so what ended up happening is I kind of just went into the vault and then things got real for music, maybe in that, you know, next year, like of life, like you could do things again. And it kind of just got pushed aside. It's like, oh, we'll do this when we do it. You know, like we got other things that we got a backlog too, got to catch up on this stuff, but that'll always be there um and then yeah when the time was right we just came revisited them chopped it down to to eight tracks that we really wanted to showcase and then hit the studio but it was it was like a very manic and crazy writing period uh where it's like i've never been that influenced by only one thing before you know where it's just like oh this is just weezer white album that it shit like i <laughs> Although I've never listened to the White Album, I know I said I'm going to see Weezer. It's because Joyce Manor yeah. is opening. My partner wants to see Joyce Manor. Weezer just happens yeah. to be there. Never listened to yep. the White Album. But now that you're telling me that like Weezer influenced this project, I see it. I see it now. Yeah, yeah there's there's definitely a couple moments. I think there's some songs where you'd be like, uh, I don't know. I don't, like, But then there's there's like uh, track seven. My PG County Summer is like got the Weezer. It's mm -hmm. it's like the one where it like literally is just like coming out. I'm like, oh, fuck, whatever. <laughs> fair enough out of left field shit i did not expect that at all okay left field <laughs> it's crazy um so what song off this mixtape took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite longest to write longest to write is was definitely the the last song few and far between track eight um only because like 
I had the first, like the intro, which like turns into the first verse. And then, but I didn't, yeah. So like I had this pre-chorus originally that was like, I was like, oh, I might change this. I might not. Um, and then I had the chorus. I knew the chorus was going to be good. And I had this like, second verse that wasn't like really what I wanted it to be. It was just kind of like the first verse, but like big, which is a little weird. And I always felt like a little, um, like just undercooked. And then, so I, that's actually like the last thing before we like went in to say like, okay, we actually have the eight tracks that we want. Excuse me. Um, was me being like, okay, I'm, I'm going to rewrite this song. And if the record feels good with that as the closer and these eight songs, I think that's, that's our eight songs. Cause I knew that was going to be the closer, fixed it up, wrote a new pre-chorus and did like twisted the first verses on it on its head to where it's like doing the same thing vocally, but it's like minor chords underneath it instead mm -hmm. of the major chords, just to like actually make it build to something instead of kind of just being in this one place the whole time. Um, and that, so yeah, that was like a part a part B of my life where it's like a 22 year old version of me right now and a 24 year old version and like with like 18 months in between. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so hard with this one, just cause like we were talking earlier, just the nature of it being like these eight different, like, like, whatever it's so hard to pick a favorite um because like i've i've done this before where i'm like oh, i wonder what it is and it's definitely this and then the next day i'm like well it might be this one the only the weird thing is i had a, a least favorite i had track five second best friend was my least favorite for a long time but i would show it to people and i'd be like that is the best song you've ever written mm -hmm. and then yeah. i'd be like oh okay so maybe it's not my least favorite <laughs> i don't know what to say um, cause like it almost didn't make it. And, um, the person we ended up, uh, doing the record with drew, he was like, if you don't put it on, on there, I'm gonna be like really upset. I'm gonna be like, Oh, we're like, all right, we got, we got to do it. We got to do it. Cause just because everyone was telling me, Pat was telling me, Jake from counterintuitive was telling me, Alex Martin, our booking agent was telling me like, everyone was like, you got to do it. All right. All right. I'll, I'll believe it. But if my favorite today, if you had to ask me my favorite today, mm -hmm. uh, the, it would be a cop out to say the end. It'd also be a cop out to say the the first song but i like uh, and there's just moments there's like moments that are my favorite you know like mm -hmm. there's a moment in track four uh kobayashi maru where i'm like that's like one of my favorite things we've ever done where it's got this like ba -da -ba -da -ba -ba, and there's goes like smooth at the end of it that mm -hmm. so that makes that one like maybe my favorite but i i really couldn't say not to like hype it up it's just like they all have such different uh moments in them that i'm i'm very like proud of and proud that we were able to showcase so I don't know. That's just the nature of the beast when you do a mixtape. It's hard to tell what the what you Of course, man. Of course. It happens. Um, I do want to talk about thank you, New Jersey, open the rollout for this. Right around yeah. that time was when the tour started in New Jersey. Was that Absolutely. a happy coincidence or was it planned that way? Oh, <laughs> I actually think that there was once a route of the tour that got approved where we started on the 21st and did not play New Jersey. So we like started on the 21st and then the next version, I can't remember exactly what had happened, but the next version of the route that we had had Asbury Park there after we had talked about um, starting that as the rollout. And then I, I think that me and Alex had had a discussion about like, we have to do it, right? Like we, we have to make it <laughs> three hours. So we were thinking about doing it at the end. Um, but then, so it kind of got a little bit shifted so it was like almost a happy coincidence, but definitely there was some some influence there for sure. Okay. All right. Um, and you mentioned the closer was intended to be the closer. Was the opener intended to be the opener or, or was that like a shuffling Actually, kind think, of thing? Um, so the way that I like usually try to write 
I feel like we might have talked about this before. Like, I, I'll try to write stuff like linearly, like mm-hmm. as a project. Um, I originally was like in a more goofy mood about the record when I first started writing songs and started with Thank You, New Jersey. But that was before we had written The Brightest Days. Mm-hmm. So it was just that. And I was like, that'll be the opener. It'll be like kind of like crazy impact off the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as I started writing that, The Brightest Days, when I was like, all right the idea that I have for this and it going into this riff, this kind of has to be track one. Like this wouldn't make sense anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and then with that came the name, came the whole vibe for, for the record. Um, but yeah, so it was like, it was like, okay, we got New Jersey and then we'll figure it out from there. And then it was like, Oh no, we're actually just going to move that over one. Cause that makes sense of the second song too. Um, and then, so the opener, as soon as it was written, it was like, that's the opener, you know? Yeah. And the closer was the last, song like written for the project in terms of like actually i don't even know if that's true such a fog back then but it was definitely written as like this is the closer for sure yeah okay okay and you know you just mentioned and i'm i'm sure we've talked about in the past that you you write linearly um was there a struggle with that with this kind of project or did it still like kind of come the same way for you yeah i honestly feel like in this project it might have like helped it just doing that like it might have been it'd been easier to do this because as soon as like so i knew that we we're gonna have uh the brightest days and thank you new jersey opening it as that one too and then it was kind of like i would listen to those two together and i'm like all right that's a good start it was like a really like solid start for what this vision i have it's like what am i missing and versus like what have i been messing around with or like what am, what am i missing and what can i come up with right now that would fit really well right after this song ends and that mm-hmm gave me the riff for picture frame and then started writing that. And it's like, all right, so this is like chilled out more, almost like some bare naked lady shit. And then like, uh, like eventually has this like very like seventies chorus that happens in much. This is a very um, left field song in our discography, I feel like. And then it, it just happened to be. So like at the end of that, what am I feeling like I need? Like, what do I need back? And I'm like, actually, I need more energy than we've had at all before. Like, I really need speed here. And that's mm-hmm. where you get the Kobayashi Maru. <clears throat> and at the end of that, it's like, I knew that this big outro could just work well going into this other, like, riffy thing. And it's like more of a mid-tempo, like, uh, contemporary rock thing in Second Best Friend. I knew that's ending big. So that's where we're going to put this, like, acoustic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew the acoustic thing is ending chill. So that's where we're going to have the big PG County summer, like swell up, like go crazy, big synth thing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I guess it's, it's just like helped on this one more than it has before. Before I've always been like, what, what could we do? And there's all these options, but this one, the nature of the beast being like, oh, it's going to be like these eight completely different, like a collection of, of shit that someone would throw together on a five up list. I was like, oh, kind of like, I know what I want, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> all right. uh, it's it was weird but cool. Okay, that that honestly wasn't the answer I was expecting. I I, I kind of figured that like maybe having all of those options would have actually made it harder for you to write linearly instead of like yeah. you know for instance Gami Gang where it's like you mm-hmm. I would kind of expect like you know where you wanted it to go next but all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think just because it was less songs too and like the idea was that it was going to be shorter that mm-hmm. definitely helped. Um mm-hmm. like on LP2 I did get a bit of option paralysis like when I would be writing stuff just be like you know, I'm like, you know, if I was listening to like a cut of it on LP2 on Gaming Gang, like, I'd be like, oh, like, I've, I don't know how I feel about this song coming here. But then I'm like, I also just listened to 35 minutes of music. So like, I, I don't know if I'm actually, if my ears are fresh enough to tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, that's, you can get option paralysis. I think this being shorter and being like 
being so left field, it actually like, you know, it the the answer was easier for me. Where it was like on Gamigang, it was more of like, it's like okay, I want to have this full. Song. It's like I don't know. I was trying to like write from scratch there instead of write from an idea, I guess. Uh, uh-huh. So it definitely, it definitely has uh, some perks for sure in this this style. All right. Sure. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? Yeah, honestly, it's so strange. And like like we touched on earlier, um, there's almost like two parts of creating this record where it was like the writing this and then there's this like hiatus of this material for like 18 months and then the maybe more. I don't know. It might have been over two years, to be honest, from the time yeah. it was written. Last year was 2022, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it was about it was about two years to the um to the moment that we pressed play to record. Um, there was the headspace of of writing it, which was I'm in this medical fog. I'm in this you know this early COVID thing. Um, everybody's kind of going through this shit together, and it's it's just like you know you're so isolated. This was you know we're canceling tours that are supposed to happen around this time. We're like you know life is shifting. To me, it's like I'm writing this, also kind of thinking does this ever even happen? Like, is this just a, mm. another record this? This is actually re- before we recorded Gang. I was writing these songs. Um, it's like, oh I, yeah, that's, a, that's an overwhelming amount. It's like, I have this double LP that me and Pat have already done everything for, but we need to record it. It's like, how we're going to do that? You know, it's yeah. like, not even thinking about how we're going to do it because we don't even know. You know? Yeah. Is, yeah. Are these songs just pointless? And are they in the void? Or are they just some collection? Just this folder on my desktop. Um, and that's kind of what they were for a bit, you know, um, mm-hmm. the, the fog was kind of there. Um, it kind of felt a little bit just like, okay, we can try whatever felt a little bit hopeless in regards to music, but it was definitely like an outlet to try to be like, well, you can still try things. I can still exercise muscles as a, as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And then the headspace of actually like pressing play, like recording the record. It was a bit foggy because too, because um, originally we had time tracked or time to track the drums in like July of 2022. Mm-hmm. And the day before um, we were supposed to go up the, or it might've been the day of, I tested positive for COVID for the second time. Oh. Um, so we had to scratch those dates, reschedule them to uh, August. Right. But so here's, it'll all make sense about how crazy it was. If um, the whole timeline's there. So the original timeline was like, Beginning of July, record these drums. Drums will be edited. We recorded them with Jake Checkaway, who did, he mixed Gaming Gang and mastered it. He recorded Somewhere City. Um, and he's done a bunch of mixing for us before. Um, recorded, um, he, he tracked both EPs and he produced Return. Um, so he's done a lot of stuff. He's very familiar with Jake. So he's the GOAT. We were like, all right, we'll do these drums with Jake. Um, and then we'll, we'll, you know, get them edited for however we need to in the month. And then we'll have take our time and go take the drums and record the rest of it with our front of house engineer, Drew Porter Latin. He is someone that I met also one of his favorite albums ever is the white album by Weezer. Nice. Figured that out <laughs> right before we started. We're right on our first tour we ever did together where he was touring with another band, but he's doing our sound. We figured mm-hmm. that out and we we're like, Oh shit, we kind of have to do this with this guy. Cause he does production and he's great. His band's awesome. Yeah. So just made sense. Um, so we had done a tour with Drew. We were like, okay, we really want to record this. Uh, like the bass, the guitar, and the vocals with, with him. Not just because I think for this project, this would be perfect for him. It's right up his alley. Uh, we were going to go go down to Florida one way or another, drive or fly or whatever, however it would make sense. And we had that month in between. 
what ended up happening is, so those dates get scratched in July. We had to push them to August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Then August 4th, we, we, so we went home on the 3rd from Pennsylvania. So like four hours from us. Mm-hmm. Pat's done now. Um, he's done, done with all the drums. Jake is editing the drums on the 4th. I just moved into this place on the the day we actually went up to on, on July 30th. Mm-hmm. The day that we went up to record the drums was that day. We went up the day before we actually started doing it. So we, we moved in here, um, left to go to Pennsylvania that night, did it for those three days, came back here for like two hours and then drove 11 hours to Jacksonville, Florida oh my God. on the 5th. Um, <laughs> and it might've actually been the fourth. I'm, t- I'm not totally sure. Um, it was something crazy like that. And then, so went up, stayed with Drew for like 11 days. And then he has a studio that he works out of in Florida. Um, and then we were just in there, like really on our own schedule. Um, so that was like, it felt crazy. It was like, how is this even, you know, this is just like so rapid pace and everything got pushed, but, um, the drums were super sick. It was great to be in that environment. And then kind of, as soon as we got to Florida, as soon as, as soon as me and Drew, Drew linked up, it was like, all right, like this is going to happen. This is going to be awesome. Um, it was super sweet. That was like me and Drew are already really, really great friends. But that became like a time where he's like, okay, this is like one of my best friends on this earth type thing, like bonded in a, in a crazy way. Um, and it was super sick. Uh, it ended up being like probably the greatest recording experience that, that I've ever been a part of. Um, and so polar opposite from the last like longer thing that we tried to do, which was Gami Gang, which was me recording it in my bedroom mm-hmm. um, and going insane, you know, that, like, so it was like the, the polar opposite of that. It's like, oh, we're working with Drew. And he's like, you know, he's this crazy positive force and just the, the funniest dude you'd ever meet in your life, but also such a hard worker and such a knowledgeable person in, in audio and just loves music. And it makes you feel like, what you're working on is amazing. And I feel like that's how you really get a great product is with mentality like that. And he, he definitely pulled a lot of, of things and made this record the way that it was. And yeah, the it's the headspace there is just like, it was just in the moment, you know, uh, I can't even really like describe it. It was just, it was great. Um, and we left that experience being like, all right, this is the fucking coolest thing we've ever done. Like <laughs> it just yeah. feels like we left it out in there. And then it just like, you can feel the energy on the songs. Absolutely. So how did you kind of stay motivated while you were creating this mixtape? Because as you said, Gami Gang was written, just wasn't recorded yeah. yet. And then that's a fucking, firstly, that's a fucking double album. That's a double LP. Yeah. That's a lot of shit. And then on top of that, you're like, okay, we have that done. Can't record it. Don't even know if it's coming out because COVID was yeah. fucking massive at the time. And then you fucking, you start this. So yeah. you didn't even have the big project out yet and you started a completely different project. How did you kind of keep up the motivation and keep up kind of that 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 steam going with with you and Pat? Yeah, honestly, it was hard to really even say that we did kind of keep it up because there were so many breaks in between. Yeah. Um, I guess it was more of like these songs, since they were so different, it was like a fresh bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. Um they they acted kind of like a um like a happy light at the end of the tunnel like for whatever we're doing because you know it was a similar thing with Gami Gang where like a lot of the songs were written for a long time and it was kind of like okay now we just got to act on this and like make it happen mm-hmm. um and that was one of the toughest things just as a producer like being the one to press play on everything and like like do all this shit and like manage all of this stuff that is twice if not 
two and a half times bigger in terms of the projects that <clears throat> we've done ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it almost acted as like the light at the end of the tunnel for that, where it's like, okay, this is like where we're grinding it out. This is truly in like a, it's almost like there was two different me's existing at the same time in the Gama Gang space where it's like, okay, there's this version of me that wrote all these songs in 2019, 2020. And then there's this now completely like, can't be that headspace person that is like making it happen the producer chair now like i'm trying to just honor my past self's like commitment to writing these songs just being like that and but then that person was also the one that wrote the brightest days and like had these demos so it was like always okay yeah this is like hard or whatever it's getting like tough and there's like a process and like okay we're kind of getting back to like back to this grind every day it's like what more needs to be done but that's this light at the end of the tunnel is like before we knew touring is going to come back, oh, we have this collection of songs that's really fun. Now, right where that light of the tunnel starts being more realistic for us, a real light at the end of the tunnel comes and it's like, oh, you could tour again in 2021. And then we're like, oh shit, we, we should probably do that. Like, like we, should, <laughs> we should probably <clears throat> play some shows and like mm-hmm. there's people who didn't even know we existed before this pandemic started that, you know, probably want to see this band play and like, we want to play shows again. And it's a very, you know, obviously a very intimate uh, thing like to, to experiences like, like being on a show and playing shows. And it was a really special time to start that again. So we kind of had this gap year um, where it was like, okay, we're not really recording that much stuff. Um, we're just, we're just hitting the road and starting it again. Mm-hmm. Then at in the middle of that, or I guess at the end of that sort of year ish, not a year, like, like six months, mm-hmm. it all adds up. Um, at the end of that, it was like, okay, we finally have some time. Let's uh, take a couple step back. And let's do this mixtape. Like let's let's do this collection of songs that we've had for a while. And now let's get the real the recording light at the end of the tunnel. Let's start that, you know? Um yeah. instead of the, the show version, because we've been in that show mode for such a long time. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, that makes, makes sense. sense. And uh, then also, I'm sorry, one last thing. I do want to flip yeah, back good. to the writing process for like two seconds. Yeah. 100%. Um, because with the two EPs that you released and then this mixtape on top of it, you covered a lot of different sounds that you guys haven't put out before. Is there anything that you guys feel like you personally clicked with that you do want to revisit for like a full length or anything? Or is it just kind of like, this was cool to kind of test out, but we're going to continue with, you know, our, our traditional sound. Yeah. I actually like, it's at this point now where like, I really don't know. And I think that's kind of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like, there is a space, I think on every project that we do where we can access a more traditional sound for us. Mm -hmm. Like there's songs on, um, like I think few and far between is pretty close to like a lot of shit that you would hear on Gami Gang or Somewhere City. That mm-hmm. same can't be said for Kobayashi Maru or for Picture Frame, right? Um, so there's always going to be like these little little spots where we can fit in stuff like that. And there's always the um, this is, like it's funny when with the Bryce is almost the antithesis of the way we used to do it. I feel like the way we used to do it was like we would have this Gami sound and then we pull other shit and be like, all right, here's where we're doing this around the Gami sound. Here's where this gotcha. easy core breakdown comes around around the Gami sound. Here's this bossa nova part around the Gami sound, you know, like yeah. we just, we just would put it in. This one was kind of the like, all right, let's do this song. Like let's do this surf rock song. Mm-hmm. And then later we'll like try to figure out how do we make this origami angel, you know, like yeah. how, yeah. how does it come together? Um, and I think that like, there's definitely like a happy medium there for whatever we choose to do in the future. Mm-hmm. where we can access a heavier thing going into a more melodic thing going into a softer thing and just kind of you know, always i'm never gonna 
like turn down the idea of utilizing more dynamics. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be spots in the future where it's like there's shit that's heavier than maybe anything we've done yet. Um, but there's also going to be spots that are like softer. There's also going to be spots that are like, oh, we're back in the jazz bag or, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing acoustic things that we haven't really touched yet. You know, yeah. um, there's always going to be always going to be space for that. And I'm, it would be foolish to to not indulge, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That yeah, makes sense. makes sense. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this mixtape for the first time? Should you do in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it workout record, party record? What do you personally recommend? Wow. I haven't done this. Let me. Wow. Okay. So the perfect way to listen to this, maybe, maybe on like a walk, maybe like a, on a, like a run, run the headphones in, go on a walk in the, I feel like it's very. Um, to me, I've done that before. I would do that with the demos. Like I would walk around um, and listen to them and it, it felt very like, um, it's like isolated, but not like you're like still in the nature, you know, you're still in the, yeah. the, this world that exists. And I think it's, it's really fun to to listen to something like this. That's pretty short form, you know, like a 20 minute walk in. Um, that's, that's, that's a good, that'd be achievement. That'd be the most I did all day, you know, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> nice little power but, yeah, a nice little power walk, get it in. There's going to be moments where it's like very fast and exciting. That's where you get your power walk steps in. There's going to mm-hmm. be moments where it's chiller. It's going to be, you get looking out, you get the the ukulele solo song. And then you, that's when you can like chill out a little bit, look at your phone, check, you know, do all this stuff. How far did I walk? And then come back. And then uh, that would, that would be my, my one in this summer on a nice day, maybe a cloudy day uh, where it might rain. I used to do that all the time when I was a kid, when it was going to rain in the summer, I'd just be like, all right. I'm going to go on a walk or going to run or something like that <laughs> right um, now. So I, I think that's, that's the spirit. I play wiffle ball with my friend. Like we would, we would always do that in the storm in the, in the summer. Like we're like, yeah, let's go play wiffle ball. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wiffle ball. That would be, it's just, this is a wiffle ball uh, album. What was it? What are you saying? <laughs> wiffle ball is the, the one where it's, it's like, oh my God. It's the, like a little classic, like almost yeah. cone thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. um, it's like it's like a baseball but it has like these holes in it mm-hmm. um so it's like you throw it like a baseball are you thinking about the um the i know the one you're thinking of though it's got like it's like it has like almost like, like feathers at the end of it yeah it's like mm-hmm. uh that's not badminton is it is, is that's that what it i was thinking it's badminton, badminton? yeah Maybe. It's got the little, or something else it's got the little like... ball on top of it and then it's the cone mm-hmm. yeah that's badminton mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. badminton yeah. badminton mm-hmm we all learned something. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Um, so this one should should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this mixtape for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Ah. Uh, um, sunny, mm-hmm. rainy, mm-hmm. um, and gummy. Nice. Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this record to invoke in your listeners? I kind of want this to uh, invoke like almost the not nostalgia, but just like what a season would be. You know, when I think back about like, oh, like the summer after my senior year of high school, right? Like, uh, there's all this like sad shit that happened, but there's also all this cool stuff that happened. There's also this amount of freedom that I had. Um, felt nice outside. Uh, there was like you know seven, maybe eight different feelings I could have immediately snapping back into that mode. Um, and I, I would hope that it almost makes people feel like they're going through a a season with a lot of different memories in it. I love that. 
that's actually really fucking cool all right hell yeah yeah uh so can you talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this mixtape positive or negative yeah for sure um i think one thing that's just like the most important to me is so when we're in the studio with drew um drew sings and plays guitar and writes all the songs in another band called intervention uh which is super sick uh they're playing all three of the release shows that for the bright stage release shows that are happening in dc in july um but so drew has done all his own records before he's done a lot of other bands in florida but what was really great was getting into uh the studio and the space with him sorry getting into the room with him um because he has a perspective as a vocalist that um was just really really helpful and he really really like challenged me vocally like um it was an experience where instead of where I usually would go in vocally and he was kind of just like, oh, that's good enough or this is fine. Like, this will be good enough for the record or whatever. He was really, he heard things in my voice that I could be doing. He heard things in my voice that um, <clears throat> that I wasn't doing that he thought would be make sense. He just heard different dynamics in certain spaces and it was incredibly valuable, but he did kick my ass about it. Um, and it made me want to be that much better. It, it was like one of the moments where I was like, all right, if he thinks I can do this, I got to like tar- start taking the vocal part of this a little bit more seriously than I do. Cause I'd had this conversation with some people before where it's like, I, I'm like the singer in this band, but I've always considered myself more of a guitarist, more of a songwriter, but it's like, now I'm starting to see it's like, okay, well everyone else sees me as a singer and I should probably start doing that. Like I should probably start <laughs> doing that for myself yeah. Um, yeah. and taking it as seriously just because um, I don't know. It, it, it was very inspirational, but yeah, he, he challenged the hell out of me. Just like, you know, it's so you can get very demoralized um, as a singer where it's like, like you do take and you're like, oh, is that good? And they're like, I don't think so, bro. But um, that we're off pretty quick where I was realizing I was like, okay, this person just literally wants me to be the best that I can and thinks that I'm doing better than I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it got into this more of like, uh, like, the way that like a baseball practice would go when I was a kid where I'm like, okay, if I fuck this up, it's not because I'm a bad person. <laughs> you know, like, um, it, it's, it's cause this person thinks that I can do a lot better and yeah. it's good that they think I am better than that, you know, because mm-hmm. now I should as well. And it, it quickly flipped to that where I was like, okay, cool. And I almost enjoyed the, the, the challenge of it um, at that level. And yeah, I think it, it, is the best I've ever felt vocally and, and Drew has so much to do with that where he just he just pushed very hard. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm glad you had someone there to push you and like you were you're able to to quickly, you know, kind of shake off the fact that it's not a personal attack, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not. Especially when it's like that's a, that's one of my best friends on this earth, you know? Yeah. So um it, nothing could be a personal attack with someone like that. And when you have that relationship with someone it's like they could say whatever and you're just like yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Makes like, sense. Yeah. Um, so for this question, we need you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Ooh, I've had so many in my days. Um, I, I, I tend to have like different phases. Uh, before, when I was a little bit more reckless, I would get a pack of David's sunflower seeds and mm-hmm. I would go through a whole pack in one day, which is mm-hmm. like, I think something around ballpark estimate 3000% the amount of sodium that you're supposed to take in, oh, in one 100%. day. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I was destroying my throat. It was so dry. Um, mm-hmm. I stopped doing that a couple of years ago. 
and I, I'm off the seeds now. Like that was like a big Good. thing. I love the seeds. Um, wow. but I, I literally have not had one in such a long time just because of that. There's, um, this last tour, what was I doing? I had a, I had a classic, um, because why is it not in my head? It's, I'm not in the flow, so I, I can't just go to. I always get a nerd's rope. Okay. That is like my number one. I'll always get a nerd's rope. And do y'all know? Um, it's the checks mix. Is it, are they called Muddy Buddies? Do you know those ones? Oh yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. With the cookies and cream, one of that. That is mm-hmm. a go-to for me at this point in my life. Before it's been like the um, the is it the cinnamon toast crunch bar that they make? Oh uh, yeah, I've seen those. that one's really really good. Um. I used to do the hot tamales, like the the Mike and Ikes that are hot or whatever they're called. Is it oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a weird arc. That was like probably like a year and change ago. <laughs> um, where I, yeah, I was, that was, that was a little psycho. Um, did that. What else did we do? I don't know. Um, there's, there's, there's been some, some times, but right now it's, it's Money Buddies, a nerd's rope. Um, ooh, Swedish Fish used to be one back in the ooh, day, but okay. now this day and age, mm-hmm. um, a nurse rope, muddy buddies, and a gas station Pedialyte potentially, like Ooh, whatever yeah. their their thing is. That okay. that's the the tour lifesaver right there. Just oh, yeah. prehydrating for dying in the the heat of New Mexico or Denver or wherever. Where, or not heat, but like the elevation and stuff. It's just like got on that on this last tour, cranking a Pedialyte every couple of days. Never felt better in my life. Fuck yeah, a lifesaver. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, so on Super the topic juice. of food, uh, if Origami Angel was a dish, what dish would Origami Angel be and why? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, yeah. It's tougher now that there's so many different sounds out there. Yeah. Um, I would say on this record, we are for sure like a ice cream, but not like a cone. Like we're the one you get in a cup okay. and it's like a cotton candy-ish thing um i would say that's that's what we are right now it's definitely like ice cream but as a overall what is origami angel i don't know yeah that's that's tough i would say overall we're probably an all-star special from waffle house that's what i would say Mm because you get a little bit everything right you get this waffle maybe with chocolate chips Mm-hmm. You get these eggs, maybe scramble them, you know, for mm-hmm. whatever. You get this bacon or this sausage. You get get what you want. Get the exactly. hash brown with something, without something. You know, you get this toast, get this raisin toast or this white toast. You can get what? The biscuit? The bit Exactly. Grits, if you want, is if, if that's your flow, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I would say that we're the, if right now, looking mm-hmm. at the whole thing of Oregon Angel, we, we are a, a, a all-star special. Nice. Fuck yeah, that's actually my go-to order. So that is that's beautiful that you said that. Same. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um. So for this last question, we know there's only two of you guys, but we're gonna put you in a horror movie. Um. Who is going to die first, and who's surviving until the end? Oh man. See, this is loaded because Pat's stronger than me. Um. So I feel like he's got the strength, but I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Pat definitely gets to the end. I feel like I'm the type to die trying to save both of us, you know? Oh. Um, like, just to be, like, thinking I'm smarter than the zombie or the, the killer, <laughs> but I'm not. Like, I'm just, like, I'm, like, I fuck it. I got him. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't I just, got him. <laughs> I, I don't have shit. He is not cooking shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just end up – I'll end up done. 
for sure. But yeah, yeah I think out of us two, he's definitely lasting longer than me. Mm-hmm. In that, but if we did our whole crew, like our whole touring crew, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I think with more people around, I'm actually lasting to the end. But if it was us two, he's lasting longer for sure. All okay, right. makes that's sense. Fair. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions you have today. Is there anything that you would like oh, wow. to plug? Um, we just dropped the album called a mixtape called the brightest days. That's cool. Um, we got these three release shows coming up in July. Uh, you can find us coming to maybe your country this year. If your country is the United Kingdom or Japan and the United States or Washington, DC, um, that's really it, but <laughs> we'll be around riot fest right around the corner mm-hmm. um doing all this shit living in having a pg county summer um yeah that that's all i got anything from y'all no nope. <laughs> all right well thank you for now this has been rylan from origami angel and we have been the good noise podcast